0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste, to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infants leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sounds of your greeting reached my ears. The infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. Good morning. Seven degrees. Proud driving across the valley. It's cold, so you brave through the storms. And uh, allow me to to, to welcome uh, Steve Hyden. You're back. You, you know, remember Steve, guys? He's been out. he have been knocked out by the. As as many of you may have. Uh, no he got knocked out by the communist flu, and so uh, it was pretty scary for, for a second. Steve, welcome back, and we're so glad that you joined us, and you have a beautiful COVID beard, so that's fantastic. You're very handsome over there, looking with your beard. Huh? Well, praise God, you came through that, and I'm sure we're all, we're all joyful that happened. And welcome back to Christopher. I guess many you know he went to the, to the Air, Air Force. He went through boot camp, now he's a four-star general. Congratulations. Yeah proud of you. <laughs> Praise God. So it's good to see our old family again. Huh? It's like a little family reunion today. Did Christmas sneak up on you like it did to me? That's no, Christmas this weekend. It's gonna be crazy because especially the way Christmas falls this year, it's gonna be a painful weekend. <laughs> we did a lot of praying because Christmas falls on Saturday and so as Jessica announced there's the different mass times. So of course Christmas Eve, as we've always done, 4 30 uh, here, 8 p.m. Portola, and Christmas Day, just like any other Sunday, 8 30, 10 30. And then we're back to Mass again on Sunday. And so it's back to back masses. So we're gonna be praying a lot. Praise God. More masses the better, I say. Huh? But as we all know, as, as we now are about to as Advent's coming to a close, we're now we're about to shift into Christmas. And we all know the story well. This quaint little baby Jesus comes into the world. We all know the hymns and the stories. Oh, but I want to situate this great mystery we're going to celebrate this, this Saturday. Again, with a wider context. Because again, to fully appreciate what's going to happen on the 25th, we must first understand the whole story of creation and salvation. And hopefully, by the end of this homily, we'll see that Christianity is not a soft religion. It's not a pansy religion. It is strong. So go hawking back again to Genesis. We're going to recap Genesis. Remember, Genesis 1, chapter 1, verse 27. This will unlock the secret of our lives. Genesis 1, 27, we are created in God's image and likeness. We are created for the Trinity. We are created for relationship with Him. And that's where only our hearts will be ever satisfied. Is in God. And then what happens? The fall. Now, notice the lie of Genesis when the serpent enters in. What does he tell our first parents? Again, from that moment on up to very now, our hearts resound with this lie. Did God really tell you that? What is that lie there? God is a competitor. God is holding back from us. God, if you want us to truly be happy and free, do not follow his will. Because God is is competing against you. Do not follow him. You do not need him. That's a lie of Genesis. That's a lie that we all fall into. Every sin is that. God, I don't care. I want to do what I want to do. And then what, what happens after that? Okay, remember, there's that gaping hole now in our hearts. Because we're created in His image and likeness. We've rejected Him. Now what do we do? And we also repeat this. You probably dream about this phrase every single night when you go to bed. Because I repeat it practically every Mass. We now reject God. And so this gaping hole which I'm created for, what do we fill it with? Money, power, honor, pleasure. That's what we fill this gaping hole with our lives. And we see this beautifully in Genesis chapter 2 the story of Cain and Abel. So immediately after the fall, remember Cain and Abel were were the sons of Adam and Eve. The moment after the fall, God required all of his his children now to offer back 10% of their income back to him. Why? Because God's broke? No. The insights follow shortly afterwards. Why does Cain kill his brother Abel? Because when God, when Abel offered his, his, his requirement back to God, his finances back to him, it said that God looked more favorably upon the offering of Abel versus Cain. Why? Cain held back. Now what does that give us insight into human nature about? Again, fellow sinners, we all fall into this. Why does Cain hold back? Because he thought, the more that I have, the better that I am. This is the sentiment that if my house is bigger than yours, guess what? I'm better than you. If my car is nicer than yours, guess what? I'm better than you. My bank account has more numbers in it? Guess what? I'm better than you. My iPhone is newer, guess what, I'm better than you. Look at social media, by the way. What is all that built upon? Social media, all of that is built upon Genesis. Engineers get together, they gather, what do they say? How do we keep your faces in front of your screens? Because what does social media do? And it's it all by design, by the way. It creates envy within the human heart. Oh, look at this person! Why does Kim Kardashian, by the way, have eighty million followers on on Instagram? Why, eighty million? Why is that? Because she's been endowed with beautiful looks, of course, and so she hawks products to us who follow her. Because if I just buy that product, then I'll become like more like Kim Kardashian, right? That's that's in a nutshell, Cain and Abel right there, envy. The more beautiful I am, guess what? I'm better than you. Now look at it from this perspective of God. God's above, right? He's created billions of, of us. And he looks down upon us and he says, My children believe a lie about me. They, don't, they think that following my will and my commandments is against their happiness. And when I look down upon the earth, my people believe that they will find their happiness, money, power, honor, and pleasure. How do I get them to come back to me? That's the broader perspective now. So with all of that laid out, what is God's magnificent plan? his brilliant plan, whose human hearts now he needs to get back. Enter Jesus Christ at Christmas. Do you see now how the birth of Jesus Christ as a baby answers those suspicions we have about God? God is holding back. God is competitor. I got to do my own thing. I got to run away from him. I got to hide. God says, oh, you think that about me? All right. I will come to you as a helpless little baby and give myself completely to you. Oh, money, power, honor, pleasure. I need more, more, more. I got to be big and strong and tough. Oh, you believe that? Humanity? All right, I will come to you Completely poor. I have nothing, Jesus says. I have completely nothing. I have no armies behind me. I have no magnificent castles or gold or splendid jewelry to come at you. No, I'll come to you as a little baby. Matthew 5, verse 5. Jesus says something very strange, especially in English. It, it, It doesn't quite hit us as... As powerfully, Matthew 5, verse 5 says, The meek shall inherit the earth. It's a strange saying. The meek shall inherit the earth. The word meek now has lost its meaning in English because when when we hear the word meek, we think what do we immediately think of? Fragility. Weakness. If you call a man, you're so meek. Will he take that as a compliment? (laughs) No, he will not. But that word "meek" now, in the original Greek, it's "praus," and that word means "praus." Meek means that, and I'll elaborate. It means that the connotation is better conveyed. He who has a sword. And the ability and the skill to use it, instead sheathes it, shall inherit the earth. Did you hear that? The meek shall inherit the earth. The meek one is somebody who has a sword and the ability and the skill to use it, but instead sheathes his sword, shall inherit the earth. He now, who has all the strength and the power and the majesty, instead of boasting to build up one's ego, instead uses it in service and in self-control. Do you see how directly contradictory this is to the ethos of the world? Because what does the ethos of humanity say? Puff up your ego. Make yourself big. Make yourself strong. Make yourself mighty. Do your own thing. Ah, but then Jesus says, I will use and take all of this and I will make myself small. Is that weak? Is this God of ours cowering? Is our God of ours now selfish? This baby Jesus in which we now would soon celebrate is none of those things. And so this Saturday on December 25th, you know what we're going to celebrate? We're going to celebrate God in Jesus Christ, sheathing his sword. See you at Christmas.